Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome back, Solar Warriors. This is Tactical Tuesday, a short form conversation with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business or career. I love tuning in with you on these shorter form episodes where we dive deep into a specific subject and not necessarily the overarching theme of career development, but specific tactical tips. Today, I'm publishing a webinar that I did back ahead of our Suncast Clean Energy Summit back in April that partnered with SETS, the organization that brings you Solar Power International, to discuss a topic that is still very much pertinent today, adapting your marketing strategy to the new normal. Things have still very much persisted the way they were in terms of all of us being remote and trying to figure out how to approach sales and marketing with everyone working in a virtual environment. Katie Ullman from Antana Group, Mike Hilvedra of SalesRabbit, and Lenny Moreno of SolarGraph joined us to have a wide-ranging discussion about the various ways that folks in the solar industry are approaching work from home and marketing your company in this virtual environment. And hey, speaking of virtual and attendance, I want to remind you that next week, you still have time to attend live our Suncast Career Summit. It's tailored to those of you who are still in the fence trying to figure out how exactly to get your foot in the door in the clean energy or in the solar industry, or perhaps you're that particular hiring manager who really, really wants to better understand how to begin hiring with a more diverse and inclusive lens. Uh, or your business, how to expand uh, your workforce in a more diverse and inclusive way and more equitable, you'll want to join the Career Summit where we will have three days of keynotes and workshops specifically geared to help you either get ramped up into the industry or apply lessons learned from your peers in the industry who are already adapting hiring mechanisms to their business to ensure a diverse and inclusive workforce. I implore you to check it out at events.mysuncast.com. And a special hat tip to LightSource BP for helping bring this show to reality. But for now, get ready to tune in and tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, as we tune into another Tactical Tuesday here on Suncast. Super excited to talk to you all. I know that if you're anything like the four of us, you're feeling a little closed in right now. And maybe you're joining this because you're not sure if your marketing is working, you are getting feedback from your customers that their marketing is not working. You're wondering if one of our teams has found something that is working. So I can promise that you will get some nuggets of wisdom today for joining with that in mind. We have an esteemed panel here of folks that operate across multiple uh, jurisdictions throughout North America. 
and at multiple levels in uh, in marketing as well as in the solar and uh, broadly different verticals. So I wanted to have a chance for each one of you, and I'm going to go the way I see you on the screen and ask you to just tell us where are you physically? Where do you operate as a company? And one interesting thing that you've noticed over the last four weeks about uh, the way your customers are responding. So we'll start with you, Lenny. Yeah, thanks a lot, Nico. So I'm in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Even if it's a different country, it's the same lockdown, it's the same situation. We're all in the same position. So right now we have 65 employees all working from home. So, you know, it is a bit of a different reality, but we had a good work from home uh, policy prior to this. So, you know, we're happy that the adjustment was actually pretty easy. But all in all, uh, one of the main things that we've noticed, we've been contacted by so many contractors, manufacturers, distributors, lenders that are looking for real online solutions, real like end-to-end solar software solutions. And the reason being is because, you know, they were... Um, mostly focusing on door-to-door, a lot of canvassing. And since they can't do that right now, they still have to, you know, show the numbers. And we have, uh, like our business has actually thrived during COVID-19. So even if it's not fun for, you know, for a lot of people, I have a lot of friends that, you know, their business went down and everything. What we're doing is that we're showing up at every event, at every webinar, at every situation to make sure that we can bring the value that we have learned from the dealers and, you know, to make sure that we spread the knowledge on how to recover as fast as possible. Fantastic. Thank you for that, Lenny. Katie Ullman, Antenna Group. Hi, I'm Katie Ullman from the Antenna Group. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, these are challenging times. I'm based out of New York, and obviously, everyone's health is a primary concern right now. Um, but as far as work, the Antenna Group, um, everyone has kept their jobs, and we've been quite busy doing marketing for our clients and um, on this very topic, helping our clients adapt to marketing and communications during this challenging time. So we have offices, um, New York, New Jersey, Chicago, and San Francisco. We have clients all across the U.S., um, in the U.K., in Israel. And so far, our clients are just working hard to adapt, but mostly staying on board and we're staying busy. Thanks for that, Katie. Michael Vedra from Sales Rabbit. Where are you working? How are you seeing things from your vantage point? So we're based out of Lehigh, Utah, which is about a half hour south of Salt Lake City. 50 employees, as was kind of mentioned before, like everybody else working from home. And uh, the COVID-19 situation is obviously uh, unprecedented, very different than anybody's had to work with before. But I think one thing that's been most interesting for us is the fact that when our clients reach out to us or we reach out to them, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's people that maybe immediately say, I'm going to close down my business for this period of time. I don't want to have those strategic conversations right now or, you know, we're, we're very concerned about our cash position. And then there's others that are moving through it quite confidently. And with those that have uncertainty, I don't think that they feel really confident about those moves they're making. They just don't know what to do. And so they're, they're looking for insights. And I think the companies that are winning right now and what we're coaching those ones who are uncertain to do is think about, pivot your approach, think about the things you can do to maintain revenue right now. But also, and I think this is going to play out over the next three or four weeks, 
as some of these social distancing restrictions are lifted, what are you doing now that the planting seeds so that you come out of this? You got a positive trajectory and, and you've been you've really positioned yourself during this time. You've prepared yourself operationally to be efficient to succeed in the post COVID nineteen situation. I would love to hear from you all. What sort of stories are you hearing from the front lines? You know, it's a turbulent time for our industry. How are your clients responding to what's happening around them? Uh, I'd like to maybe start with Katie. Katie, uh, you know, as Antenna Group is one of the well-known PR and marketing and digital firms, you work with clients that look at all spectrums from resi to uh, utility-scale solar, and you have folks in other verticals as well. Yeah, so... It really depends on um, the different industries. So when we're looking at the solar industry, it really varies if it's a residential company versus a utility scale or commercial company. Um, and what we're doing is taking a really tailored approach to thinking about the customers that our clients are communicating to and marketing to and making sure that sensitivity is top of mind. So in everything that we're doing right now, we're thinking, is this sensitive? Is this relevant? If one of their customers was just reading the news a little stressed out and then saw this marketing email blast from them, would they be able to focus in on it and transition into focusing on their sales and marketing message or would they find it off-putting? Um, so we take a really customized approach. Um, one strategic story I can tell from the front lines is um, one of my clients has a few customer segments in the electrical electric vehicle charging uh, space. They sell the cities, utilities, and um, fleet operators. We were planning on doing marketing to cities and utilities during this time. Um, but when we really thought about it, and if you're working, putting yourself in the shoes of someone in city government right now, uh, you have to think about the schools closing down. You have to think about getting um, meals out. You have to think about public health. There's so much. Um, they're not going to be making uh, big sales decisions regarding EV infrastructure. So we made a hard stop on um, marketing to cities um, and utilities as well that are trying to manage uh, changes in demand while everyone works from home. Uh, you know, the COVID crisis is just so relevant and those two customer segments for them are so focused on reacting and ensuring public health and safety that we press pause there. That being said, fleet operators um, that they sell to are experiencing unprecedented demand. And while we all stay at home, they're so busy delivering everything we need to us. And they're the real, you know, among the real heroes right now. And those working in the fleet operator space are having seeing more wear and tear on their trucks. Um, and it's actually a good time for us to be promoting electric alternatives to them as they make purchasing decisions for the future. So that's just one example of uh, helping a client navigate the current events and pivot their strategy. Thanks so much, Katie. Uh, Mike. Or Lenny, I know you both operate across different areas of resi and commercial solar in particular. Anything in, in, in particular you'd like to highlight that you've seen as a, a story from a customer that highlights uh, the, the challenges you're helping address? Yeah, I can, I can go if you want. Yeah, go for it. So, so um, yeah, we have been talking with hundreds of dealers since the uh, crisis started. And um, we're really on the front lines with them. I mean, 
I used to be a contractor and I understand, you know, the, the, the true reality of all the, all the moving parts from like generating leads, you know, designing a system, getting the building permits while, you know, it's closed right now. We've created a few tricks. Uh, we've created a lot of documents, blogs, blogs, videos, you know, to help them. So I'll give you an example. The demand on uh, solar online leads is through the roof because obviously there's no canvassing, there's no door to door. So, you know, every everybody's buying leads. So the price per lead is really going higher and higher. Even if it's a lead that's like so-so, there's some shading, there's some obstacles, people are paying like top dollar for it. So what we've been pushing is uh, we've been uh, we've been educating our current clients and potential clients how to generate leads that one, you're not competing against the rest of the competition because the lead aggregator sells one lead to like five, six, seven guys. And also uh, how to generate your own leads that are uh, free, that are yours, that are the roofs that you guys are, are choosing. So like a typical example is like you would go on Google Maps, you spot a street in your neighborhood, you find a bunch of roofs that are you know, south facing, you put the pin on it, then you get the address, you get a membership with um, White Pages Pro, you do a reverse lookup, you get the full uh, homeowner information. In most cases, you get the email as well. And essentially, using our software, you can have it designed in a few seconds with, you know, just sending an email. Hey, uh, you know, you got to make sure it's on the, uh, on the um, that they're not on the do not call list or, or, uh, or like email list. But, you know, you say, hey, this is your house with solar panels on. Uh, you know, you would save around, let's call it like 25% on your uh, bill. Uh, if you want more information, click here. And people are generating tons and tons and tons of new leads, you know, with uh, different strategies. So um, that's just like one example out of so many. I have like many examples in like virtual site surveys. It's like another of the features that we offer. So you can actually interact with the homeowner and do a virtual site survey while you're at the comfort of your home. Um, so we're offering more an approach that's more aggressive, that's more uh, proactive, and that focuses on pivoting as opposed to just waiting for help uh, or just like closing your business. Um, I mean, as a, as a uh, serial entrepreneur, I have... I have to I have to do a lot of pivots in my life, and the mentality is always how can we adjust to the current environment, and how can we still make money? How can we still position ourselves that once this crisis is over, uh, you know, I'll be lined up to have a whole bunch of jobs, and I'll have all the tools in hand in order to keep, you know, uh, my business moving forward. So, um, you know, I have many stories, but I'm not going to hug up all the time. You know? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Mike, uh, one quick story from you. Is there something that you'd like to highlight just where you're seeing the pain the most and maybe how you guys are adapting and helping your clients with that? Yeah, the language you hear from people is how can we pivot? What can we pivot to? What can we change here? And a lot of times it's very short-term thinking. I want to pivot now and then once this is over, I'm going to go back to my previous strategy. And the companies that I think are very wise in this situation are the ones that are using this as a laboratory uh, environment and I don't want to say that um, without tact. I mean, people's businesses um, may struggle during this time a little bit, but this is a situation where, yes, pivots. And as you're experimenting with these pivots, 
question whether this is a temporary thing or whether this is something that you should be implementing long term. And it just happened to be this situation that gave you the opportunity to test things out and and try different strategies. And I encourage people to look at different levels of the sales funnel. When it comes to lead generation, um, should we be investing more in, in accessing data? Should we be doing direct mailer campaigns or email campaigns through MailChimp or Gmail services like that? Uh, once we've got the leads generated, does it make sense for us to do more video conferencing appointments for solar or roofing sales rather than necessarily insisting on an in-home appointment in every case? Then when it comes to signing, um, do we have a paper signing experience? Maybe that should be digital. If we have a digital signing experience, maybe it makes sense to have a remote signing option available so that if it just is impractical or it's uncomfortable for a person for us to be able to sign right there in their home, that we provide an email-based signing experience for them. So really rethinking the experience and rethinking it long-term. Uh, are these pivots things that, um, that really make sense for us as a, as a company, make us more efficient, more effective in the long-term? Yeah, Mike, I've been hearing that word pivot a lot. I see Lenny and Katie nodding in the background in our green room here as we're uh, as we have you in the solo layout there. And what it thought, what I you know, put this up. Uh, how are you thinking about product mix and your offering now versus the last six weeks? I think that the number one thing we're hearing from clients and that I hear in all the calls I'm on as well is this notion of pivot, right? And uh, and that pivot needs to be with a sense of not being tone deaf to what's happening, right? A lot of folks, what you were offering six weeks ago, this is not what you can be offering now. The clients aren't hearing it. Maybe it uh, doesn't resonate at all. Um, maybe you need a new product mix. I'd like to hear regarding messaging with, relate, with, with regards to client engagement, um, you with your clients as well as how you're advising your clients. Where, where are you at related to messaging? So if you don't mind, I'll jump in on that. So a lot of people know us for our mobile CRM, our mobile app that the reps are using in the field, enables them in a lot of different fronts. And that is very mobile-centric. It's very face-to-face. And we've got a different product called Boost or SalesRabbit Boost, which is a, a digital marketing platform based on geofencing technology. Um, you're able to do display ads, video ads, audio ads based on a geofence around a neighborhood, an event center, basically wherever my audience is, I'm going to target them very specifically. And and some companies, they're really good at the field sales funnel. They've got that dialed. They're layering in those, those face-to-face interactions. And then sometimes they'll have a great marketing or digital marketing funnel, but they tend to be very separate funnels. Uh, they're not interacting. They're not speeding us toward those seven average interactions that prepare someone for a buying decision. So in the current situation, as we're talking to clients, uh, we're emphasizing in the current environment, when you have to minimize or even eliminate those face-to-face interactions, how can you start to layer in those digital interactions in such a way that as restrictions are lifted, and I think something that's going to happen is restrictions are not going to be lifted all at once, universally across the board. You're going to see a lot of people remaining at home even as field sales teams are allowed to be out in the field again. And it's a prime opportunity. Um, are we essentially preceding territories? Are we creating brand awareness and, and almost generating that interest in that, that buying opportunity just at the right time for the sales team to go out there? So that boost product is one that 
I think we're pushing more that people are suddenly in a situation where they realize the value of pairing that with the traditional mobile app that we offer. Yeah, I can follow up on that. Um, And just as you were saying, there's some companies that are pivoting. There's some companies that are moving forward and marching ahead, or as Mike was saying, um, preparing and seeding sales um, for post-COVID. And um, from a messaging standpoint, um, we have uh, Keith, the CEO of Antenna, um, came up with this thing we call the TACOS method for crisis communication, which stands for um, being transparent, authoritative, consistent, over-communicating, and staying social. And this is um, really for all crisis communications, but knowing that things are changing so quickly, you really want to just be in touch with your customers and letting them know as much information as you know, but not setting, um, you know, expectations that, you know, you might not be able to meet as things continue to evolve. Um, So we really just encourage that companies, um, you know, they communicate that they're open, um, but not business as usual, because it's not business as usual. And, and just keep in touch. At Solograph, we do have an what's the name? An empathetic tone whenever we talk to people. You know, we monitor like what are the concerns and all that. We've created a a board with all the calls that we had saying, Oh, you know, I'm not sure if, if it lasts for this long, if it lasts for, for that long, like, you know, I'm not sure how I'm gonna handle this. So we have um what we've realized is that when we use the tone that is like, okay, well, do you want to wait? Do you want to not do anything? Versus when we use the tone that is like, okay, so what's the alternative? Um, what if you don't pivot? What if you wait? And what if you, you know, decide not to go ahead and put these proposals out there, get these e-signatures, do these virtual site surveys, get those permits ready for when the season starts. What's the alternative? What we've, uh, what we've recorded and I'm talking about hundreds of dealers here, is the ones that have made the move to accelerate and to be proactive are very happy that they did so far. Because now that we can slowly start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, these people have embraced a new technology. They have embraced, they have digged inside of the software to realize that everything that they need to run a business is right in front of them. Because often it's like you sign up to a software and you're like, oh, I signed up for um, you know the design tool, okay. Did you know that you can do uh, proposals, e-signatures, permits, stamps, uh, CRM uh, functionalities, financing in real time, uh, you know, the DocuSign for the financing options. All of that is available right in front of you, in front of your screen. You can chat with the customer as you are, uh, as they're seeing what you're seeing, like at the same time. And it's like you're in front of them. So if you embrace the technology that's available right now, once the crisis is over, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a portion of the sales that will be, you know, coming from the field, uh, uh, canvassing door to door. You're still going to have that percentage. But on top of that, you're going to realize that you have this whole new percentage of sales that actually comes from, from online. And, and my first job in the solar industry was over 10 years ago. I used to be on the phone selling residential solar. So... I like hundreds of clients I never met. 
I was just closing the deal because I had all the tools. Like it was like 20 programs, you know, at the time. But it's like I had all the tools to actually take a deal from lead generation all the way down to project completion. It's important to embrace the technologies available. And if, if you don't do that, then you just have to ask yourself, what's the alternative? You know, I think that one of the things I'm, uh, I'm seeing here is the ability to embrace the technology. I think we've all seen uh, a lot with, obviously, Zoom having a, a great uh, bit of traction, uh, everyone moving to the home office. Many of us have worked from home office for years. There was that first kind of three, four, five weeks uh, adjustment or readjustment, saying, okay, how do we get our teams to work together? So the first sort of wave that we saw of webinars were, how do you get your teams to work together? How do you use these platforms? What are the platforms that are working? Have you guys uh, come up with any new tri- tips or tricks? And I, I see, and we've got a question over on Crowdcast from Mary around content, that people are starting to return to this idea that like the leaders are the ones who are pivoting, standing in the gap, giving thought leadership about how to lead your team through this crisis more than just how to help your team adapt to this temporary work from home situation. What content actually working then? Uh, so the question from Mary was, you know, if you, ha- if you have plans for sharing thought leadership, then how does that thought leadership need to be modified? Are you recommending customers move forward with what they're saying or pause for now and shift the narrative? Katie, I know this is something that you guys actually addressed in the document you mentioned that Keith, uh, that Keith wrote recently. How are you seeing the content strategy from a thought leadership perspective changing that, that folks can yeah. uh, how to implement their own business? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Keith wrote about this in his ebook, um, which you know anyone can find on Antenna's blog, which is doing more with less right now on how we're recommending that our clients adapt. Um, as far as content and thought leadership right now we are asking our clients to do a brainstorm Um, we're doing this with all of our clients and think about how their business is being affected and is there something either a business insight um, or an industry trend that they are willing to write about and share we are trying to keep thought leadership focused on the topic of adapting to the COVID crisis when we talk to journalists right now um, in the mainstream media, a lot of journalists are switching beats and just focused on COVID. Um, with the trade media, there's some appetite for, you know, general thought leadership. But even there, there's mostly an appetite for thought leadership that really responds to current events. So that would be our recommendation uh, for now. Hey there, commercial solar warriors. If you listen to this show, then by now you're very familiar that Extensible Energy's DemandX load flexibility software helps close more deals and faster by shifting to lower time of use rates and saving your customers 30% annual demand charges, all at a tenth of the cost of battery-based solutions. But did you know that Extensible also has a new solar partner loyalty incentive program that rewards your sales team with a generous sales bonus? Well, for now, until the end of the year, when you complete just three successful DemandX installs, your sales team member will get a $2,500 check or vacation voucher for when we all do get to travel again. This program also applies to your past customers who already have solar and could benefit from DemandX extra savings. Just contact Extensible Energy at extensibleenergy.com forward slash suncast. 
to become a DemandX reseller and get all the program details and benefits for yourself. Again, that's extensibleenergy.com forward slash suncast. The Suncast Career Summit kicks off on September 1st as a first-of-its-kind virtual event exclusively focused on promoting diversity and inclusiveness in the clean energy industry. This event is for job seekers and hiring managers alike. You can engage with industry leaders, attend workshops tailored to practical advice, learn specific strategies in group and one-to-one settings, and develop a game plan for success. Learn more and recommend a friend at suncastcareersummit.com. This episode is also brought to you by Adani Solar USA, a fully integrated renewables company from solar sale and module manufacturing to project ownership and operation. Adani has an impressive operating and contracted pipeline of over 14 gigawatts of solar energy projects and recently received the largest solar award ever of eight gigawatts. It's mind blowing. And it includes a single site project of two gigawatts, which itself is tied for the world's largest. No one knows mega scale projects like Adani. If you'd like to work with Adani, go to mysuncast.com forward slash Adani, A-D-A-N-I, and fill out the information request form and we'll put you in touch with their local team. Mike, I know that you guys have a lot of content uh, as well. Have you changed your strategy and how have you observed that strategy changing from a content production perspective? Yeah, two things that I think are are relevant is yes, people are moving First of all, people are moving to video conferencing and they're utilizing some of these tools that they might, may not have used before. But the thing to keep in mind is there's certain things that take place in a face-to-face environment, a team environment, that you take for granted. Uh, you don't realize you're doing them. And when you suddenly go virtual, either video conferencing or chat communications, you've got some sort of space where a team is collaborating or you're collaborating with an entire industry. You can't just assume that those things are automatically going to exist. So if there's if culture is an important part of, of that thought leadership you're providing, if there's, um, there's a personality to all of that, you need to be very deliberate about it. You need to make sure that that's being communicated very clearly because it may not simply be coming out the way it has before. And, and as people continue and, and maybe uh, maintain those video conferencing tools, that's going to have to become a much more deliberate part of their process. And the other thing is, uh, not to put this indelicately, but this is a recruiting opportunity. There are people out there who are very skilled, uh, who are fantastic at their jobs, who have lost job opportunities. And a smart company is going to invest in what is essentially a, a downturn, uh, recruit, bring people on, and make sure that you are creating that thought leadership, that you're creating that culture and driving people from the get-go, so the moment that they come into your company as a new recruit, you're uh, creating a message that defines your company. Yeah, it's, a, it's such a true uh, statement that now is the opportunity to really not only define, but reinforce your corporate culture. I was just on the phone with a client that hired four people in the last three weeks. And, uh, you know, at a time when 10-plus million people in the U.S. alone have filed for unemployment, I think that's remarkable. It speaks to the fact that our industry has, back to the messaging point, a responsibility to point out that we've been the largest uh, job creator in the United States for the last you know, four-plus years uh, running. And it's a great opportunity for us to double down on the, on the ways that we are fostering support of the jobs community and creating career opportunities for those who have lost their job. I think that's a great point, Mike. 
You know, I agree. Um, and I'm going to add to that. Um, uh, we've hired seven people in the last eight days. And I can tell you that um, most importantly, onboarding and training people without the corporate culture, the environment, the vibes and the, you know, the energy that's in, you know, that's in the office, it's challenging. But We've created like virtual uh, coffee rooms, virtual happy hour rooms where like people can meet at like certain times. Um, you know, we send each other tacos, which is like props. You know, we try to spread just positivity. We want to make sure that anyone who feels that they're alone, that it's getting heavy, it's getting long, we check up on them every single day. So, you know, we're lucky enough to have a like full-time HR. So they just reach out to everyone. How are you feeling? Uh, do you need anything? And we make sure that we always have these daily meetings, um, group meetings, full meetings, so that everyone can really be part of the full, um, not only experience, but where are you guys navigating? And everybody needs to have the same critical mission. So right now is the time not to uh, bring down people, but it's a time to be a lot more accepting on human behavior. It's a time to have people to be a lot more open about, hey, like we're all stuck in the same position. I was in a similar call in this with our investors, which, you know, like investors, they have like a bit more money. They, and they're, they're at home just like me. Like we're both in the same situation. So it's like it brings everyone to a similar level. And I think it's important to really embrace the human behavior of the situation and accept people for their passions, what they love, what, uh, what do they thrive for, what kind of future do they want. And now is the time to implement it. Because as soon as we're back, like, we have to understand, like, hey, we all, we all came out of this and we all came out of this because we were together and we believed in each other. So having a human approach is, is definitely something that I recommend. We're grateful to have a chance to sit with some folks who, who are directly involved day in and day out with marketing, either for their companies and their clients or on behalf of, uh, as in, you know, in the case of Antenna Group, uh, dozens of clients that are thinking in different ways about how to address marketing. To that end, you know, digital marketing is, uh, is, is the, the soup du jour right now. You can't really do canvassing. You can't really do trade shows or journals. Um, you can obviously do e e electronic, uh, you know, website journalism in that, in that way. But what do we see happening right now around digital marketing? What are leaders doing? Uh, what advice are we giving them? What's working from SEO to, uh, you know, personal blogs? How, how do we see that flourishing right now? We've noticed that um, since people have been in lockdown, the number of Google searches has increased significantly. And so we're asking, you know, all of our clients to really consider an SEO strategy. Those who haven't invested in that yet, um, we're really doubling down on SEO um, and search engine optimization. Uh, people are also on social media platforms more frequently than when we're not in lockdown. And so we're having our clients do digital advertising, paid targeted digital advertising on social media channels. Um, when this first happened, uh, we did notice that the cost per click had gone down since some companies had just 
halted and stopped their marketing efforts. Um, so while that's still the case, you know, our clients can do some paid digital advertising at somewhat of a discount. Unclear how long that will last for. Um, but those are two channels that we were definitely um, pushing right from the get-go. Um, and then, you know, it's also a good time if sales are slower to invest in your tech stack and uh, set up automated marketing. Uh, make sure your CRM is in check. Uh, for our clients, we work on automated marketing through HubSpot and Salesforce. So those are just channels that we've been working with our clients to make sure everything is set up if they're doing email campaigns, making sure that's a drip campaign, um, people are distracted. So you want to make sure that as long as the message is sensitive and relevant, um, that you're continuing in an automated fashion to keep hitting them with those messages. And uh, Lenny, interested to hear from you guys. Yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, it's quite good. And, um, you know, in the lines of what I was saying earlier, it's really about like adjusting your message as well. So uh, today, people are not responding to ads the same way that they were pre-COVID-19. So you need to use like the right formulation of words, of keywords, of uh, even like your website. Like we've adjusted our website based on the reality. Uh, we've adjusted our blog. We've made a whole bunch of new videos that are more speaking to, you know, the current situation right now. And when it comes to advertisement, it's like you got to speak to like what is going on right now. and somehow people will just be inclined to hey like it has to do with what's going on so it will be much easier for them to find you uh you know in that fashion and another tip that i'll also give and that's mostly for uh for the dealers that are listening other than the trick that i gave with the google maps and reverse lookup it's important to also look at all the lead aggregators because some are good, some are bad, some are like in the middle. Um, I, like we've dealt with so many of them. But once you find a good source and you build a good relationship, you can actually get some pretty decent leads at a decent price. Because I'm telling you right now, the online leads market is booming. So if you go to, you know, companies like uh, Wave Solar or, uh, you know, Solar Reviews, you reach out to these companies and you realize that they have an inventory. They have a lot of types of leads based on your budget. You know, you can start with a smaller budget, look at what the return is. My main advice remains to you, you have to generate your own. And if you're capable with the tools that you have to generate your own, uh, like with SolarGraph, um, this is really, really going to help you financially and it's going to stack up a bunch of deals for you as soon as the season starts again i would also add to that and i know we've all said this a couple of times but it's very very important to lead with empathy that doesn't mean that your your marketing needs to say covid19 in it doesn't mean that it needs to refer to it specifically just understand that people are going to view it in the prism of the current situation so make sure it's very tactful that it's it's understanding that kind of going back to what i'd mentioned before is we encourage people to think about how they can uh, integrate, how they can meld the different funnels that they're working with. So if I've got a face-to-face -face field sales funnel, how can I meld that with those digital marketing efforts? And a good example of that is, um, you know, in a, in a solar or a roofing context, as restrictions are lifted, maybe I don't initially have my team knocking doors. Maybe I have my solar reps going out and 
they're looking at rooftops and seeing angles, you know, south facing, where are the trees positioned. And I'm gathering those as potential leads. And then I'm feeding that through a direct mailer campaign or something. I'm, I'm preparing. And then as we get restrictions more and more lifted, I'm easing into a full uh, face-to-face uh, marketing flow in that context. Uh, big thing to remember, people in this situation are still ready to buy, um, almost no matter what that product is. They have not stopped wanting the service, the offering that you have. They may be a little more hesitant, but they're still very interested. And the important thing is to make sure that they have the information they need to make that buying decision. Maybe they buy now or maybe they buy in four weeks, but why not inform them during this time? Tag on to that point. We had a question from Monica that asked, uh, do clients think that it's invasive at this time to be checking their roots without them knowing? What's the sentiment you guys are hearing from your customers about the nature of how we're interacting with clients and trying to move forward as business as usual uh, in some cases. Yeah, I can take that one on because I've been talking to a lot of um, a lot of business owners, a lot of contractors, and they're not really seeing that as because uh, everybody understands. Like we still all need to survive. We still all need to make ends meet. We still have bills to pay, and we still have a team, and we still have a you know a payroll and rent and food to put on the table. So everybody knows that it's like, hey, I'm just still trying to do what I was what I was doing before. So what we're hearing is like it's actually people are embracing more people that are like, hey, like maybe this is not the right time, but I appreciate maybe in a week or two, but the tone is respectful. It's not invasive at all. And specifically if you're trying to reach out to a customer for solar, trying to save them money, uh, or have like a zero down solution or have a financing solution that's ready. That's like, um, you know, turnkey to make it happen for them. It's like, no, like we're here to provide a good service and we're still trying to make ends meet. Like we're not here trying to get like billionaires and, you know, just, uh, just like profit off of the situation. It's, we're just trying to do what we were doing before at a local level or at a state level. And, um, and we encourage that and we will keep providing the support to all of our dealers to the maximum effect that we can because we're all in the same same boat. Yeah, you know, one thing that I've been thinking about myself and that Ken uh, over on uh, Crowdcast is asking the question as well. I hear that lead generation is going crazy, that folks are seeing, um, you know, paid ads, paid impressions uh, are at a, you know, a, a recent low, I won't say an all-time low, but they're at a recent low, meaning it's more cost-effective to get conversions from paid impressions. But are we seeing conversions from those leads? You know, like I think one of the questions that still exists right now is people are receiving stimulus checks yesterday and today. Yeah, we're marketing a lot, but are we actually seeing contracts being signed and conversions from that and uh, I think that, you know, that, that, that's the, that's the part at the end of, uh, of the rainbow for everyone, right? I think any sort of, any sort of cloudiness about the future, I mean, we all know this, uh, that has the greatest effect on the, the health of an economy is if people have that hesitation and have that question. And naturally, that's going to exist right now, at least for some people. And the best thing that, that marketing, that sales teams can do is, even if you're not giving that people complete confidence, you're providing a sense of confidence about the product you're bringing, what it's going to do for them. 
how it's economically viable. And as Lenny was saying, how it's going to save them money in the long term. Like you're just helping them come out of a bit of a cloud and feel like my future's solid. And it's, it has a lot to do with the language, how you're speaking about um, the product that you're selling and, and how it has a future with them. So one of the questions that I see uh, that is more, a little more tactical, it's around um, social media. And maybe we can talk a bit about social media and whether there are any ideas to share around creating this virtual community and getting more client engagement. Thanks for Nick both time for that question. What if our clients actually did this really fun montage video of all of them working from home that it was really cute, you know, it included kids and, you know, whatever animals, whatever else people have at home. It was really nice to get like a slice into their new company culture. I love just today hearing Lenny's, uh, your guys thing where you send each other tacos. That's really cute. Um, so I think sharing as much as you can from what it's like to work from home and what the new company culture is almost like journal diary type, you know, content, um, that don't need to be relevant to your product. I think that, that it's a really good time just to share, um, videos, photos and help people feel connected um, and then, you know, video in general right now, we're all very much looking for interesting and funny and engaging content. So if you can uh, create a funny video about your product, then now is a great time to do that and have a captive audience. Yeah, the humor always wins. <laughs> I think we've all seen the, the, the BBC broadcaster who was sitting there in his home and kid comes in the background. I mean, it kind of characterizes this entire situation. And, and I think we were all talking before the, the broadcast about the, the little bit of the dark comedy around memes and things in this situation. I take advantage of that. Everybody, as Lenny was saying, everybody's in this situation together. If we were all talking about a subset of society, it might not be that funny. But it's funny because everybody else's kids are at home. Everybody else is going through those situations. So within reason, utilize that within social media. Uh, there's going to come a time when people look back on this, uh, maybe not longingly, but they're going to look back with it on it with a little smirk and, and remember the situation. Don't be afraid to harness that in social media when, when interfacing with potential customers or interfacing with your own company, uh, the people that you work with, with, with partners within your industry. Yeah, we have clients that are actually doing these video chats between dealer and homeowner. And it just brings a face to the situation. It's like, hey, I'm I'm John, and this is your solar system. As you can see here, this is how much you're you're saving. Oh, sorry, that's my kid. That's like, you know, it's like it's all real situations. So that just makes the sale easier, like showing that you're just like them, and you just find a, a an area of neutrality. So I encourage that a hundred percent video chats between dealer and homeowner. Yeah, that is great. We have one more question I'll copy over here, and that is around commercial and businesses. Are there any thoughts around marketing specifically towards the CNI space? Lots of businesses are closed. Yeah, homeowners are at home. But what do you do when your segment is commercial industrial and they're shut down deemed uh, unless they're deemed uh, essential, obviously? So I'll just tackle one aspect of it, which is the one that we deal with, which is like manufacturers, distributors, their clients are lenders, their clients are not homeowners. So they still need to sell their product. And in order to sell their product in difficult times like these, you have to be able to be thinking outside of the box. 
and not just offer the normal service or product that you were on a regular day. What we've done, and it's been quite successful, is we've made white label versions of SolarGraph to put in their portal and then have them to reach all of their commercial clients and be like, hey, by the way, during this situation, you can now use this design tool, these financing options, this CRM, these leads coming in. And that is just bringing the level of loyalty to that service of that product to a whole other level. And they're offering it zero down, no money. It's just go on the portal. It's an, it's an investment for the future because they know that this is going to be a, you know, it's a, it's a short-term situation, but on the long-term, this is going to pay off and it's going to differentiate them tremendously from the competition because they were there while the other ones didn't pull the trigger. This is a time when smart people are going to be looking at other op uh, new offerings that you have that they might not have considered before. And a great way to position that is to take something that doesn't get as much uh, face time, a product, a service that doesn't get as much face time normally, and create some sort of a, a, a trial or, or something that they can sample during this time. They know that their business is going to reopen at some point and, and they want to be ready for that market. That's a wrap on this conversation, Warrior, but I do hope that we'll see you back here on Thursday for this week's long-form interview. I also encourage you to check out other episodes of Suncast and let me know what you think of these shorter-form discussions. Do you want more like this? We've got hundreds of episodes, resources, and highlights from these discussions, along with the social media links for each episode guest, book recommendations, and so much more over at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with our Suncast tribe, like subscribing to our weekly tribe exclusive emails or even joining our exclusive inner circle of infinite learners and clean economy champions we affectionately refer to as the Guild. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, I do so appreciate your rating and review so that others can also find Suncast more easily. And a special thank you to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible. You can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor, as well as learn more about becoming a sponsor if that's something that you're interested in. You can follow the links there as well to any of the offers that we've discussed about any of our sponsors here today. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. <laughs>